Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Steve Kiefer, VP of Marketing at Ordway, a company that provides billing accounting and KPI reporting for as-a-service businesses. And Steve is with us today to talk about the red ocean, blue ocean strategy and how it applies to content production. So Steve, welcome. Thank you so much for making time. Yeah, of course, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. So before we dive into the topic, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and say a few words about Ordway. Sure. Yeah. So I've been in the marketing space for about 20 years. I actually have kind of a different journey than probably most people do. I, I actually have an engineering degree and started off my career writing software, writing code. When digital marketing way back when kicked in, I, I fell in love with it and uh, have been doing it ever since. I've been with Ordway for about 18 months now. We're a relatively small company, kind of a challenger brand in a, a bigger market, but we have a vision that every product will someday be offered as a service. So if you think about you know, in the 20th century, we used to buy most of the things that we wanted to use and own them. You know, today there are more and more things that we consume as a service. The most obvious examples are think about how you watch TV or listen to music. You know, these days you do it on Spotify, you do it on Netflix, you don't go out and buy a DVD or a CD. And the same things really happen in the business world, starting really with technology, right? Companies like Salesforce turned software into service. Companies like Amazon have turned data center hardware into a service. And, and that is happening in all kinds of industries from real estate to industrial manufacturing. And, and the problem that we solve at Ordway is a lot of the traditional financial systems that would do things like generate an invoice or report the amount of revenue you got to your investors don't play well with these new business models and pricing strategies. And so we're hoping to, to close that gap there. Let's just dive right into our topic, red ocean, blue ocean strategy and applying to content production. Let's just start really simply. What is the red ocean, blue ocean strategy? Yeah, so there's a couple of INSEAD professors in Europe that wrote a book uh, a few years ago called Blue Ocean Strategy. If you haven't read it, I'd recommend it. The author's names are escaping me, but essentially it's a way of thinking about how you compete and what markets you're targeting. And so they, they talk about these two concepts of red oceans and blue oceans. And the idea behind red oceans is those are established markets where there's a boundary and a, and a set of products and a set of competitors that are all fighting for market share. And it often turns over time into a cutthroat competition where it gets bloody, hence the reference to the red oceans. And by contrast, blue oceans are sort of pristine, virgin territory. They're new markets that no one really is competing in or maybe even don't know that they exist and can be vast and deep, much like a blue ocean. So, you know, a blue ocean might be, you know, think about the way Netflix transformed the way we all watch movies to streaming from watching DVDs or the way Tesla's really pioneered the electric car space. You know, blue oceans are not necessarily better. There's plenty of companies that have done red ocean strategies and done quite well. You think about like a Chipotle coming into a very crowded Mexican food landscape and, and disrupting that, or, or even the way Disney Plus has, has leaped past Netflix just in the past couple of years and at a relatively new market. So, And that sounds to me like a blue ocean may be turning into a red ocean. The streaming, right? That's getting pretty bloody and crowded. Exactly. Blue oceans can quickly turn into red oceans. So, so now how does this model apply to content marketing and content production? You know, one of the observations I've had over the past year or so is, is a lot of what we're doing in content marketing is, is almost 99.9% .9 red oceans. Like we're all 
fighting and competing for the same topics or mind share on the same topics. And, you know, content marketing as an industry, we've gotten extremely efficient on any given topic. There's almost a hundred times the amount of content out there than a, a buyer or a decision maker could actually consume. So like think about in the marketing space, cookie-less advertising, right? I'm, I'm just bombarded daily with webinar invitations and blog posts and white papers about the, you know, future of advertising without third-party cookies, right? It's, it's almost to the point where it's become noise. You know, new topics are identified and just immediately, you know, explosive amounts of content is created. And that's only going to get more problematic as we start to see more artificial intelligence technologies introduced to generate content. So. So you're describing a kind of red ocean content scenario, right? And of course, anyone who pays any attention knows that's totally right. There's so much content out there and more and more being created every day. And so how does thinking about the, where does the blue ocean come into play then? You know, if you're a small business, you know, like a lot of the companies I've worked at, right, and you're coming in with the David and Goliath scenario and you're trying to capture mindshare and get attention on a topic that uh, you want to write about or, or talk about, it's pretty hard to come in and, and be able to do that. Like if you're going to compete in the red ocean, you've got to come up with something that's really not just twice as good or three times as good, but almost 10x as good as what's out there in order to get any kind of attention. And that's a really hard thing to do, especially if you're a small company. So one of the things that I've been exploring at the companies I've been at is like, how can we find new topics that nobody's writing about? The blue oceans, you know, the questions that our prospective customers are trying to get answers to that wouldn't show up in keyword research that maybe they're just asking one-on-one, but people don't even know about. And if, if we can get, find out what those are and get good insights on those, and get first mover advantage and critical mass on those, you know, we can quickly kind of establish ourselves as a, a voice and a force to be reckoned with in some of those new topic areas. So in other words, creating content on stuff that a million other people aren't already creating content about because it's not as well known, or you've sort of dug deep enough or gone places that other people aren't going to find those topics. So, so it sounds like the key is actually finding those topics. Can you give us an example of, you know, how that's worked for you? At Orderway, one of the primary segments we sell into is uh, SaaS and cloud companies, software and cloud companies. And what everybody in that space is racing to do is they want to have as much, what they call ARR as possible. ARR is annual recurring revenue. And that's the metric that all the venture capital and private equity firms, and if you were to ask a CEO of a SaaS company, you know, what their kid's GPA is, what their bank account balance is, or their ARR, they're going to know their ARR, you know, <laughs> probably a hundred times more than the answer to the other two questions, right? That's how important of a metric it is. But what's interesting is when you talk to customers, everybody defines ARR a little differently. Everybody's kind of manipulating the formula in a way that makes their numbers look better. And when we got into the space, you know, realized there's a lot of, you know, SEO optimized, machine friendly definitions of AOR that are two, you know, two sentences long, but nobody's really kind of dug into this, all these different ways that AOR is being calculated. And so we went out and said, how can we get some competitive advantage here and, and kind of establish a content moat in this blue ocean area? So we went out and had a research team go through a, a couple hundred SEC filings and look at how some of the publicly traded companies and their investor disclosures were defining the CROR term. And sure enough, found, you know, it was almost like snowflakes. Everybody was was treating it a little bit differently and to put it together a whole kind of research and content asset strategy around that. 
So it's not that that term was super obscure. In fact, it sounds like it's a term that everybody in that particular industry knows, thinks about all the time. And I'm sure there's content about it out there as well. But you had the observation that there was sort of no one accepted definition of what it is or how people calculate it. That seems to be the insight. And then you said, ah, let's do content around, given the fact that there are so many ways that people think about it. Is, is that accurate? It is. Yeah. And you'll find that with the finance professionals, they're pretty passionate about it. It's almost as passionate as they might be about their favorite NFL team, you know, so you can get them going by, you know, how do you define ARR? I use this formula. Well, that's not right. You know, you're, you're not, you're not supposed to exclude this and that you're supposed to be doing it this way. You know, it, it takes about five seconds to get a healthy date going. If you get a couple of those hooks in the room and bring this topic up. So it was a topic people were really want more information about and are interested in, but there really was nothing published about how to calculate and the different ways companies were doing it. And was that surprising to you that there wasn't, given how popular this term is and how much debate is, that no one had had thought to like, hey, let's create some content that helps people think through this complicated thing? Was that surprising? It was, yeah, which is why we jumped on it. And it wasn't wasn't an idea that I had. We I picked it up listening to one of the CFOs of one of our customers kind of mentioned it as a side comment and a customer call that I was listening in on. And I, I stopped. You know, you almost have to have dog ears, I say, instead of just human ears to identify these types of blue ocean topics because, you know, the sales reps and other people that are on the call will just sort of disregard them. But they're nuggets of gold for us on the marketing side. So you have to be a really good listener and kind of pick up those things and go, wow, that's actually really interesting. Let me think about that more and explore that more. Okay, that is really interesting because my next question was going to be like, how do you find these blue ocean topics? Because if it was super easy, then everybody would be doing this and it would no longer be a blue ocean, right? So, and it sounds to me, based on what you just said, that a lot of it is having direct conversations with people and they might just mention something as an aside. And, and, and like you said, you have to really listen, like, so intentionally be listening for those things that in the moment, if you're having a conversation, might the person talking might not even be making a big deal out of it, but it's just something that you hear that you're like, oh, hold on, wait a second. Would you say that's how you're going to find these things just by talking to your audience and hearing what they have to say? It's really hard because you don't know what you're looking for. So it's hard to delegate, for example, to outsource it to a content agency or to delegate it to a junior content marketing writer because they don't necessarily have the context and the domain expertise to know what's potentially hit and what's not. So yeah, it's just paying attention and having your listening ears on. I don't think you're going to find these things with keyword research. If you have a topic that's being widely discussed on Reddit channels and Slack and LinkedIn, you might pick up some ideas there. But I've principally found it's through listening to conversations involved in the sales process or after the sale when we're helping the customer deploy the technology that a lot of these things come up. That's pretty interesting that that's where they come up. There's something about the nature of those conversations that lends itself to people sort of mentioning things that to the trained ear, you're like, oh, hold on a second. That could be blue ocean content right there. Yeah, absolutely. What's interesting is if you were to go to the sales team or go to the people that are doing the implementations in our professional service team and ask them, you know, what are the questions customers are asking you don't have good answers to? Like you won't get a good response for them either because they they don't necessarily they don't necessarily like those questions because there aren't good answers to them, right? You're almost sort of swimming upstream from that perspective as well. But if they were marketers, then they wouldn't, they'd think differently, right? Because that's marketing gold. They're asking because they don't know. And if you don't know either, then you're like, well, wait a minute. So there might not be good information about this. Let's provide it. Let's be the people who, who actually provide the info. And then we'll, and then that's blue ocean. 
Okay, this is cool. It's almost like the, a little bit of detective work, it sounds like. Like you said, you're not exactly sure what you're looking for, but you know it when you hear it. Yeah, it's kind of the fun part of the job because you're sort of pleasantly surprised when these things come up and go, well, like the ARR example I was giving, I mean, it's just so obvious. It's the elephant on the table, but you know, it, it took a CFO mentioning it for, for me to recognize it and stop and think about it. It was right there all along. So what's your advice, Steve, for marketing teams that are dealing with their, their drowning in the red ocean and they want some, they want to get into the blue ocean for some content strategy. What are some ways to get started with trying to find that kind of blue ocean content? Yeah. And I think it's a mix of both. You're never going to be able to just do blue ocean, um, but you'd also, by the same token, don't want to do just red ocean. So yeah, you know, it's, it's doing, if you have a topic that's being widely discussed in Slack channels and Reddit groups and LinkedIn groups and those sorts of things, it certainly would look there. You know, if you're fortunate to have revenue intelligence tools, things like Gong or Chorus that are recording conversations your sales team or customer success teams are having, there's ways that you can search through those transcripts. But again, you're probably better off reading a good number of them because in order to search, you got to know what you're looking for, right? And so it's a little bit of a scavenger hunt. The way that I've been approaching is just trying to block off a certain amount of time per week to look for those things and then just make a habit of checking in or listening in on X number of calls per month or checking in with some of the key people in the business that tend to be in the line of fire, these types of things and ask them, you know, I don't ask them, hey, what do you think we should be writing about? I ask them, you know, hey, you're implementing, you're working with this customer to get them to go live. Like, what are some of the problems that they're having? Where are they really pushing us past our comfort zone and our boundaries? And that's usually where it will come up. Really cool framework for thinking about that. Very interesting. Okay. Well, Steve, thank you very much for your time and for a great conversation. Thanks. Happy to join and uh, look forward to talking again soon. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.